Is this the week to trust Najee Harris finally in fantasy football? We tell you why as we break down our running back and quarterback rankings for week four on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iyer, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL betting and fantasy for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. We have an awesome show today about running back and quarterback rankings. I personally, you love the wide receivers. I love talking about running back. So these Wednesday shows are my favorite, but should we just hop right into the running back rankings? Yeah, let's do it. And uh, we, I know we have some players that we disagree on, and then there's some players that we're thinking about here. We told you at the top here that we look at Najee Harris Look, it's all based on the matchup, right, Michelle? I have him as high as 14 this week. That's uh, pretty high for Najee Harris based on his uh, body of work so far this season. So, look, you have him down there just before the top 20 ends at number 19. So, I don't know. I guess we're trusting him purely based on he gets the best matchup for running backs in fantasy in the Houston Texans this week. Yeah, this is the thing. If you roster Najee Harris and you can't play him this week against in this matchup, I don't necessarily know when you're going to be able to play him. Like if he can't just put up a 13, 14 point performance against the Texans, I think all hope is gone. I I don't think he even deserves the trust right now because I mean, it's been five, five and 6.5 points in PPR leagues for Najee throughout the season. It's but he's been unplayable, but again, I do have him ranked as RB 19. I'm saying you can play him this week. And if it, if it doesn't work out this week, then I think you just are stuck with a guy. You can only play in desperation situations when you when you need someone in a bye week. Yeah, I'm not feeling great about him having a big game. I think he can have a serviceable game. You also have to think that they're going to give Jalen Warren maybe some key work here, and he could have a game where he explodes for a long run or something in this one. And keep in mind, last week we had Travis Etienne had the big yardage day tank. Bigsby had the touchdown. So the Texans are hemorrhaging points here with their run defense. They've been better, much better against the pass. So something to look at this week. Now, one guy that's been struggling, he's actually had one good game in between against the Chargers there in week two, Derrick Henry. It's just hard to get inspired by Derrick Henry. I buried him. I think you still play him. Look, he's not going to drop below a flex for me, even if he's really bad right now, but it's not looking good right now. The Bengals are pretty good run defense, just like the Browns from last week. We know how that turned out, and uh, Tyja Spears was out snapping him. I have him buried down at 26. Michelle, you're a little bit higher on him and still think he's Derrick Henry there at number seven this week. 
Well, are we forgetting that he put up 19 fantasy points the week prior and 14 the week prior to that? Like, I'm not worried about Derrick Henry in the slightest. The Browns are a really good defense. They got their butts kicked and they went away from the run. Uh, too too much is put on Derrick Henry's offensive snaps this year. Oh, no, he's playing less snaps. Who cares? He leads the NFL in percentage of team touches at 46.7%. It's by a large chunk that he leads the NFL. The next closest is CMC at 43%. So when he's on the field, he's touching the ball so they're just resting him at times where they're not going to utilize him anyways he's still getting the most touches he's still Derrick Henry and I'm not worried about the Bengals matchup uh week one Nick Chubb always you know kills people on the ground but average nearly six yards per carry in week two J.K. Dobbins was averaging over six yards per carry against the Bengals and then they played Kyron Williams who averaged 3.8 but that's like what he averages against any team so I'm not worried about the Bengals defense in this matchup. I think it'll be a closer game because the Bengals are struggling to score as well. So they, uh, Derrick Henry is going to be just fine. Running back 26 is absurd by you, sir. Absurd. Disrespect. I'm just tired of of Derrick Henry. It's just boring to play him at this point. Like you're going to hope that the matchup is good. And the one thing that we do have to consider this Titans offensive line is atrocious. And Peter Skronsky, the rookie was their best guy and he got hurt it's pretty bad up front. And my concern here is this is a bad game for the Titans secondary against the Bengals who showed some signs of life with Jamar Chase. I know T Higgins dropped some balls, but Chase and Higgins are just brutal matchup for this Titans secondary. So Joe Burrow, I think is going to play better this week. And if they get a negative game script, it's over for the Titans. I mean, this, I just don't get great feelings from, watching the Titans offense. It just doesn't look competent. So I'm not necessarily putting Derrick Henry down because of Derrick Henry, but all the factors around him have never been this bad, including his age and the wear and the working at Spear. So look, he I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe this will be a wake up call, maybe some bulletin board material for that someone's ranking at 26, but put it, but I just looked at the running backs ahead of him and I just felt Look, we're going to go in that direction. Now, definitely one running back we have ahead of him, uh, for me at least, and I'm really into uh, really DeAndre Swift, Raheem Mostert. These guys have been fantastic here. If you look at their speed, they're putting up explosive games in the very good offenses here. So looking at them, I, I love both of these guys this week. Continue to do that. I have them as a combination of 8-9 for Mostert and Swift. You have them reversed eight, in nine. eight nine this week so we love these guys this week and again i think you'd be more excited to play those two guys right now than derrick henry yeah they definitely offer a great upside right and they're they're more explosive i, I do think derrick henry is still a great play and you probably you shouldn't have to decide between these guys right play play them all but the bills are allowing the most yards per carry this season so most has a nice matchup right? And you expect both teams to, they have good defenses, but you expect them to still be able to score Bills versus Dolphins. DeAndre Swift, his issue is that Jalen Hurts steals every touchdown, right? He's he's killing it on the ground. He's averaging like over six yards per carry. It's just, for some reason, he keeps getting screwed. Like he keeps falling at the one inch line and then Jalen Hurts just does the sneak. So he actually has even more potential than what he's been doing if he starts scoring those touchdowns. So I think both are really good plays moving forward, at least as long as both have injury histories, yeah. lengthy ones. So as long as they're healthy, you, you keep playing them. Another guy who might be his last game where you can trust playing him because Jonathan Taylor 
will he come back week five? Nobody knows. But Vinny, it took you till week four, but you're trusting my boy, Zach Moss. You have him as a running back 12. I have him as a running back 10. He uh, gets the Rams this week, put up 20 fantasy points each uh, week he's played this year. You feeling good about him? I'm not feeling great. I feel like now that I'm ranking him, that it's going to be bad for him. (laughs) No, this is what happens usually with players like this, right? But he's getting too much of the work to ignore. Like, I didn't expect him to get 30 carries in any game. Like, I thought the game script was going to be negative last week. The Ravens are a pretty good run defense. So, I don't know. The Colts are playing well, actually, on both fronts. A little bit better than I expected here early in the season. Look, if he's going to get that volume, it's cool. And I also look at the Rams... Defense, much better, surprisingly, against the pass than the run. They were allowing a lot on the ground. It's really the only way you can attack them at this stage. I mean, I'm really impressed by their pass rush and secondary. So I don't love the Colts as much in the passing game this week, but Zach Moss has to be fed. And on the other side, I think you just have to accept, even though Kyron Williams is hard to watch, he's a volume-based play. These guys are getting a ton of carries and touches when needed in in good situations here especially right near the goal line so again trust until we see that it's uh becoming a bust and look these guys are marginal running backs i don't think they're that special moss is talented i'd say he's a more talented player than williams but there are reasons why these guys haven't seen this type of workload before so interesting to see what they do with moss and jonathan taylor together now this is, I think, the disparity that we have uh, that is the reverse of the Derrick Henry question this week. Javonta Williams. I am truly basing this on his workload. He's had 16 opportunities on average in the first three games. We haven't seen a lot of Samaj P. Ryan. It just hasn't added up to a lot here, but I think they're going to have to do it against the Bears. I mean, this is a matchup-based play totally. The Bears have been atrocious, and they just can't stop anything Broncos are tired of losing. Get your best player going this week. So that's why I like him. You have him way down there in Derrick Henry territory. Listen, for me. I thought I was being nice. I have him as RB25. Yeah. I'm saying you can play Javante Williams this week, which yeah. you almost can never because he's getting 13, 12, and 11 carries and he's not efficient at all. Like it, this offense has been terrible. So I'm saying with the matchup, you can play him. It's kind of like a Najee Harris. But I'm not expecting a huge game. But you have an RB10. Like, you are all Yeah, I think this is this huge game because, look, the Bears are bad. And look at the first couple games where he's really done nothing. I get it, week one against the Raiders. It should have been better. But the Commanders game became a total shootout, right? And that was just passing back and forth. And then we know what happened last week. They got down really big, and it didn't really help to do anything else than throw deep to the wide receivers. So, yeah. so I think this is the opportunity. I think this guy is too talented and to not do well. And it's an opportunity. The Bear, this is how little faith I have in the Bears defense. So this is more of a Bears defense play as much as a Javante Williams play. But I still think this kid is talented. He just has to get the ball in better situations here and be trusted. And I think the game script is going to help him here. And again, when you're desperate, you're going to do what you can to get yourself a win. And I think Javante Williams has to be a big part of that for Denver this week. Yeah, if I had to choose, I'm going with Najee over Javante. I do think Javante is a possible option. I'm just not yeah. super high on him. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out now. One running back, uh, I think we expect to rebound this week, Bijan Robinson, uh, no big deal. I know the Jaguars are pretty good against the run, but he's Bijan Robinson. He should get involved in the passing game. He's so fine. 
yeah, I think he's going to be okay going forward. Again, rookies are going to have bad games from time to time. And look, the matchup was not that great against Detroit last week in terms of the way the game went. So I think you'll have a little bit more success in Jacksonville or in London versus Jacksonville this week. And uh, yeah, he'll be just fine. So don't panic on him just because he had one bad game. Now, uh, I'm excited here to uh, present our uh, first sponsor of the show. It's Wednesday, Michelle. You know what time that is. It's time to give you all our eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with us here on Lockdown Fantasy Football to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily fantasy draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to give you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster and star in your lineup. This week, the spotlight is on 49ers second-year quarterback Brock Purdy. He's picked up where he left off as a star rookie passer down the stretch last season with a sharp play in Kyle Shannon's offense and a diverse loaded passing game this season. Purdy is playing off Christian McCaffrey. He's running well, delivering nicely through the red zone with his arm and his legs. He scored a rushing touchdown there in week two. Week four, Purdy gets a favorable matchup at home against the Arizona Cardinals defense. Purdy should manage multiple scores and 250-plus passing yards as San Francisco builds on an early big lead in another blowout against Arizona. Here on Locked on Fantasy Football, we're going to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED, headlights, roof racks, Bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So check it out. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items, only exclusions do apply. All right, Michelle, we'll get into where we like Brock Purdy in our QB rankings here this week in our final segment, but a little bit more talk about running backs here. Big news this week, Alvin Kamara is returning here, and just in time because uh, Kendra Miller looked okay, Tony Jones is okay, but Jamal Williams is on the shelf. James Winston is going to be starting here against the Buccaneers. Do you trust him right away in his first game back, or do you try to ease him in as a flex spot versus maybe looking at him as an RB2? Yeah, I mean, I, I trust him more if I if I need an RB2 than to, like, force him into my lineup there because with a flex, maybe you have a higher upside wide receiver. But I do think he comes in, he, he leads the team and carries, and he should get some targets and – but the matchup is rough, right? Against the Buccaneers, not a great matchup. And he has struggled against them over the last, over his last two games, actually 5.7 points and 5.1 points against the Buccaneers. So they've learned how to stop Camara. And he had a lot of up and down games last year. It was not great, right? He had some good, he had some really great games. He had a 42 point game, but a lot of games under 10 PPR points. So I'm not expecting huge things from him. I have him RB 20. I think he's a playable guy but I'm not expecting a huge week. You have an RB 16, so you're not necessarily super high on him either, but we're both saying, yeah, you can plug him in. 
Yeah, I think what else are you going to do here? They have to really work Dalvin Kamara. That's one thing that Jameis Winston does. He tries to protect the ball, so there should be a lot of uh, receiving opportunities here. Again, you can't run as well on the Bucks, but you can still throw to the backs, and I think Kamara is going to be a factor there. Now, Jerome Ford has been a pleasant surprise because he fought through that tough matchup last week against the Titans. This is encouraging. So he didn't need the touchdown to do it, but he was also involved in the passing game again for the second straight week here. We didn't see a lot of Kareem Hunt on the field. Now, Ravens are a tough matchup, but we just said Zach Moss ate that matchup last mm-hmm. week. So, yeah, I think we have to keep trusting Jerome Ford. Again, this is playing out like we thought. He's going to have some RB1-type spikes, but he's going to have a good floor as an RB2 in most weeks. Yeah, I mean, he had a terrible matchup last week against the Titans, and his efficiency was just as bad as we thought, but he still scored a rushing and a receiving touchdown, so he still came through. You you know he's going to get the workload. Maybe Kareem Hunt plays a bit more this week with his second week back with the team, but I think Jerome Ford is a really solid RB2 play this week, and you just keep rolling with him until you know we see if his workload, I guess, decreases or Kareem Hunt takes over, then you stop. But for now, he he's a solid RB2 play. Yeah, I think that's where we're going here with him this week. Now, we're trying to figure out if Ramondre Stevenson is worth it here. Uh, We have him ranked as an RB2 this week. That's a big drop-off from where we were considering him early in the season. I think the matchup is actually better than we think against the Cowboys this week, but it's also an Ezekiel Elliott revenge game. I just want to see a little bit more from this uh, Patriots offense. I think he's definitely playable, but a little bit – concerned here that he hasn't looked all that great but I think this week is better than you think again the Cowboys it did look kind of leaky against James Conner last week so that helps I'm just a little thinking that the Patriots will get a little Elliott extra juice here this week yeah the thing with the Cardinals is they'll just use James Conner over and over again until he hits a big one right like they don't care and James Conner just somehow always gets it done it's a I, I wish he was still a Steeler the, the fact that the Steelers got rid of him because they thought he was not good enough and then went and got Najee is just really funny at this point in life but Ramondre Stevenson it, it's hard right with Ezekiel Elliott stealing so many touches, with this being a revenge game for Ezekiel Elliott, does he get to play a little bit more? Who knows? I'm sure Bill Belichick doesn't care about that. But it, it had spent kind of meh for Stevenson so far, yeah. 15, 15, 7 points uh, throughout the three weeks. So I have him at RB24, you have him at RB21. He's still playable, but not a guy we expect a big week out of. No, uh, and look. I think I'm also concerned. Now, I always have to make this decision. Like, it's an interesting backfield that I have in one league with uh, Ramondre Stevenson as part of it, but Alexander Madison is part of it. It's hard for me. I want more out of both of these guys, right? And we did finally get more out of Madison last week, maybe motivated by the fact that the team traded for Cam Akers. Now, I have him modestly at RB22. I just don't know what Akers' role is going to be out of the gate. He does have some familiarity with Kevin O'Connell, so I wonder if they activate him. If they do not activate Cam Akers, or there's reports that they're slow to work him in, I'm going to bump him up in the rankings. But this is kind of reflecting that. I still like him. The matchup is too good against the Panthers. Uh, Michelle, however, you have him uh, really high this week at uh, RB13. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Cam Akers at all. Again, it was a free running back they can grab for depth. Like, I, I don't think Cam Akers comes in and takes too much work. Every running back, pretty much every running back, shares somewhat of the backfield, right? Like, you have Stevenson ranked higher than Madison, and he has to split way. Like, I'm expecting Zeke to take way more work than Cam Akers will ever take from Madison. But 
Madison's already the RB19 on the season with a week that he absolutely bombed with also scoring zero rushing touchdowns so far this year. So I'm willing to put him up a little bit higher than that this week when you're going up against the Panthers who let Kenneth Walker score 30 points, let Tyler Algier score 24 points, let Bijan Robinson in the same game score 20 points, and let Tony freaking Jones score 16 or 15 fantasy points like, and two rushing touchdowns to three of those four guys I just named. I, I'm It's too good of a matchup to sit Madison this week. Yeah, you're definitely playing him again. These are all RB2s, and this is why. You have some good value again. We'll keep saying that is like, I hope he went f- and looked at wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks earlier because there was a lot of middle of the road value. Now, Rashad White, uh, we've been debating him. I think uh, Madison and Rashad White have been our two most polarizing players because maybe they're just uh, middle of the road talents trying to figure out what we're going to do with them. Now, now, don't offense. put Madison in Rashad White's <laughs> terrible bucket. Rashad White is a uh, bad running back. <laughs> I think Rashad White is different. They're both different types of running backs, but I wouldn't say these are guys that we're going to bang the table for and we feel always great about, right? They have their separate things of issues. Uh, I think that maybe they're not being used as properly as they should be in the both cases as well, but I just don't like it here. The Saints are pretty good against the run. I, I don't know. The, I mean, Baker Mayfield is playing okay. He was terrible. came back down to earth against the Eagles, who have very good defense. Now the Saints can also boast that defense this week. And Rashad White, they just don't get him the ball well in the passing game. I think they need to do that more. That's his strength. That's why Tom Brady kind of vouched for him to be drafted there, to be his new James White. But look, the Bucks are maybe not using him in the right way, where he's not supposed to be a power back. He's a guy you get in space, get outside, in that direction and i don't see that happening here against new orleans so we have him buried here rb30 and rb31 so he's one guy that i'm definitely not forcing in the lineup this week again i think a lot of these guys are matchup based week to week and uh, that's how you have to consider it and that's fine because you should have a lot of these guys if you played it and you said okay i'm going to get all these other positions early get a few running back options and uh, then you're in business here I, I want to ask you a question, Vinny. What in the world do we do with Brees Hall? He plays the Chiefs, who have been a stout defense so far this year. I still have him at RB26. You have him at RB31, which I think is completely fair. I, I, I mean, he's the last two weeks, not even one fantasy point in week two. In week three, 3.7 points. I don't know what to do with him, what to do with this Jets offense. Like he looked so good in week one and then just has completely become a ghost. Yeah. I want to rank him higher. The talent says I should, but this is getting pretty bad because it's not just Zach Wilson. Now without Aaron Rodgers, it's also Nathaniel Hackett. Like you got to get Brees Hall involved. Like he should be your Aaron Jones. You played in an offense in green Bay where this player is very similar, right? He can catch passes. He has some explosion to run downfield. He has all that. He can finish well in the red zone. Then you're giving the ball to the fullback. I know he scored last week, but come on. Like, let's get this guy involved. Let's figure out a way to get Garrett Wilson open. He's still very talented. He can still beat a lot of corners and separate, and he's good. I mean, we see that every week kind of with the Saints, with Chris Olave. They figure it out. I mean, he has tough matchups. They get him open. Do that as a coach, and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson need to be the principles of this offense. You've got to feed them as much as possible, get the ball in their hands, get it out of quickly out of Zach Wilson's hands. So, until they have a quarterback change, I don't know. Like, they just need some competency here. I'm not, I'm not seeing it in the Chiefs' defense 
you got a brutal matchup, and this game could get out of hand where they just forget about Brees Hall and stop forcing Dalvin Cook in there. He just is useless at this point. This is why the Vikings gave up on him. I mean, Alexander Madison looked better at this point than Dalvin Cook. That's why they were able to move on so easily. So stop forcing this guy in there. He's not Dalvin Cook of old, and then we'll see. But uh, the Jets, I mean, I, I don't know if I can talk anymore about the Jets. It's just bad yeah, to see at this point. Like, I can't well, even feel great about starting Garrett Wilson at this point. We, we got to talk about another terrible offense. It's the oh, Bears. No. And with Khalil Herbert, it's in the same game that we were just talking, you're talking about Javante Williams. I think they're in very similar situations. Uh, but I, that's why I have Javante Williams and Khalil Herbert ranked close to each other because Khalil Herbert could easily put up a great game just as. Like the possibility of Khalil Herbert or Javante Williams putting up a good game, I think are equal, right? They both don't see a lot of touches. They both split a backfield. They're both on awful teams. They both get amazing matchups. Like just ignoring the Miami game where we know both running backs went off on the Broncos. But even the week prior, Brian Robinson put up nearly 30 fantasy points against the Broncos. So this is a great matchup. If the Bears have any chance to win it, they just have to run, 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 run. So maybe Roshan Johnson is also a possible option this week, but I do think Khalil Herbert is a viable flex play this week. And if he's not, like if he can't do it in this matchup, you just got to probably drop him and move on from there. Yeah, he's in danger of losing his job. He fumbled last week, and I, I think Roshan Johnson needs to get more work, but this coaching staff, unfortunately, is pretty clueless at this point. So I'm not sure what to do with Justin Fields, and maybe uh, Michelle will have some answers for that in our final segment as we look at the quarterback rankings. Yeah, we'll get into Justin Fields and the hard discussions around some of these top quarterbacks in our last segment. Um, Before we do that, I do want to talk about one of our great sponsors. Jace Medical is just an awesome company and everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed profession, pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN. All right, let's hop into these quarterback rankings. I, I did find these pretty hard this week, right? You have your top guys that you're feeling really good about. You're Justin Herbert, who's killing it. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Jalen Hurts. I'm still, I mean, we're both really high in Kirk Cousins. I actually have Kirk Cousins as my quarterback three this week. You have him as quarterback seven, but you keep plugging in Kirk Cousins. But then after that, let's just talk about Tua Tagovailoa really quick here, right? Like he's gone off now in two weeks, had a little bit of lower week against the Patriots in New England. Now he has to go to Buffalo. Do we foresee this being a lower week like it was in New England, or is he still a good play? Well, I think you just have to look at the nature of this game, and this is why I have Josh Allen number one on the list this week. 
this is going to be a back and forth affair. I mean, there's just too much offensive talent on the field. I think Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis on one side, you've got probably Jalen Wall returning here this week and having him with Tyreek Hill. Then you throw in the running backs that are explosive James Cook, Raheem Mostert, Devin McChan, and you are looking at a lot of weapons on the field for both teams. So this should be a back and forth affair. This is not going to be a grindy game between these two teams. I know they have some defense on both sides, but the quarterbacks, the offensive schemers, just too good in this one to say it's going to be low scoring. So if you look at sometimes my rankings, Michelle, they're based on, do I feel like this game could be high scoring? And, and usually I'll rank both those quarterbacks together here, especially if they're in competent passing games. That's why I like Tua all the way up at four this week. You have them at seven. So, you know, not too much difference there when you look at what the potential is this week. So interesting uh, there that Tua has had, Almost the same exact stats overall, not the same number of passing yards. He's actually done a little bit more with the same volume, but it's the same touchdown-interception ratio, all that stuff from the first three games of last year. And so just stay healthy, start producing, and I think we're going to be okay with Tua. But until I see anything else, until he gets hurt, he, he's a weekly starter for me. Yeah, he, he really is. I mean, he, will, he won't have all huge weeks, but – no quarterback does, right? So just keep plugging into a, I'm fine with him in this matchup. I don't think it's going to be as huge of a week. I don't think they're going to go off. Like, I don't think that both the running backs are going to go off, right? But they're still good play. So you just plug in all of these Dolphins players each week because you know the ceiling that they do have. One guy I have ranked higher than two of my one spot, and it's a little risky, and I might switch that by the end of the week. But Anthony Richardson, he looks like he's coming back from the concussion. So Concussions, you don't have to worry as much about with the re. I mean, unless he starts getting concussion after concussion. But the first one in the NFL, like he should come back and he'll be fine. You have him buried pretty deep here, quarterback 17. I, I mean, all he's shown so far in his very, very early career is he's a great fantasy player, right? 21 points in his first ever game against the Jaguars. And then 18 points in week two, and he only played one half. He didn't even. He didn't even play at all in the second half, really just over one quarter. And he put up 18 fantasy points. So I'm just going to keep rolling with him. I'm not worried about the Rams. They are a better defense than we thought they'd be, but he can do it through the air. He can do it on the ground. Love Anthony Richardson moving forward for fantasy. Yeah. He's a hard guy for me to rank. Cause I know that he's going to have some rookie up and down things and he'll probably go week to week for me based on the matchups. I'm not sold on him as an every week starter yet. Like I need to see a little bit more in terms of the consistency. And look, I, I am a little bit down on running quarterbacks more than others. Cause again, if you don't have that element and then you're stuck without it, then all of a sudden it can be a potential boom game turns into a bus game. So that's where I struggle a little bit with Anthony Richardson. Also, it's been a very small sample size. We've seen him in two games and then they didn't play in week three. So this Rams defense, I mean, I look at how they've contained things so far. I'm not saying this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game on either side. I just don't like it that way. So that's why I'm fading Richardson. I don't think he's going to be involved in a shootout this week. Now, I did uh, have some interesting stuff here in my rankings where I have Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, and Trevor Lawrence, 10, 11, 12. Now, you like uh, Brock Purdy as well this week. You have him at uh, 15, a little bit higher than uh, most people do, and uh, also, Jordan Love at 11, and he deserved that spot from the scoring. But I do have one beef with you that I have to bring up this week. is Trevor Lawrence being way down there. You have him at 19 this week. Now, Trevor Lawrence, I think the one thing that has maybe not been considered, if you're looking just at the box score with Trevor Lawrence, 
you're going to say he's been disappointing. And there's a narrative out there that he's not been very good, but I see wide open dudes dropping passes for him like all the time. He's running around making plays. He's put a lot of balls completely on point. And then I don't know what's up with Calvin Ridley. I think that's part of it as well. Like Calvin Ridley should have had three straight big games, but he's dropped balls. Christian Kirk is dropping balls. Evan Ingram has been okay, but there's just a lot of like weird efforts here by the Jaguars receivers. So I think he's going to get finally helped out in this game. And the Falcons look, it's not the easiest matchup because they do have AJ Terrell on the outside, but they have zero pass rush and they play his own defense. So I think he's going to destroy it this week. And look, I, that's why I'm, I'm being modest. I'm not putting him way up there, but I think 12, I think don't give up on Trevor Lawrence. If you have him this week. Is there that big of a difference between quarterback 12 and quarterback 19? Really? You're yeah, saying if be. you have a quarterback 12, right? You're saying if you're in a 12 man league and you're playing the quarterback 12, you're saying you might have the worst quarterback out of all the people playing in your league starting that week. Right? So I, I just, there's not that high of a ceiling with Trevor Lawrence. He's shown that now for two and a half years where he just doesn't ever ball out for fantasy. And I, I do think the Falcon secondary is better than we give them credit for. So could he have a nice game? Sure. But ugh, I just, I'm over Trevor Lords. I really am. He's just not meeting expectations. Well, I think it's just looking at where you drafted him. You drafted him not far after those names, right? In the middle tier after the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields type tier. Now I'm not ready to give up on him quite yet. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we've had some other people emerge too. Brock Purdy, Jordan Love being a couple of them that are now playable and are viable here, maybe ahead of him. But I still wouldn't give up on him if you drafted him high here. I wouldn't just go saying he sucks and we're going to bench him. I think he still is a special talent. I mean, I just think that – I mean, I think it's still going to happen at some point this season. There's just too much there with the Jags offense. So we'll see how that plays out, and that'll be a debate that we're going to have here maybe as well. So – there's just a chance that you picked up, you know, Jordan Love during the offseason. Yeah. I would rather play Jordan Love than him. CJ Stroud that you just were going to bring up. Like, I'd rather play CJ Stroud this week than Trevor Lawrence. He's had straight uh, back-to-back games with 20 fantasy points. He, I have him at quarterback 13. You have him down at quarterback 22 behind Andy Dalton, by the way. Let's discuss that. But Jimmy Garoppolo last week scored nearly 18 fantasy points against the Steelers, and he, had, he threw three interceptions. So I do think the Steelers' defense might make C.J. Stroud make some mistakes, but they also allow a ton of yards. Like, they they are very much bend, don't break. So they're going to allow a lot of yards. And even if the Steelers do pull ahead, that just means C.J. Stroud's going to have to pass more. So I like Stroud in this matchup. Yeah, the reason I don't like him that much is this pass rush is going to rattle him. This is something he has not seen before, especially with two offensive tackles out I mean this is a different story I think I mean I think there's a perception of the Ravens defense is all that good but they're really not they don't have the same pressure and guys that can make plays on the ball and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo look he had the Devontae Adams blow up here that really helped and I, I think you'll get some help from Nico Collins and Tank Dell here I'm just not saying a rookie quarterback is finally going to feel comfortable against the Steelers defense like I get it CJ Stroud has been good but it's it's a different animal, right? Mike Tomlin coming out there and uh, knowing how to handle young quarterbacks. So, again, just I just want to be a little bit careful with these rookie quarterbacks in general. And that's why probably I'm fading Richardson Stroud because I think they're going to have ups and downs. And if they face uh, any kind of defense that uh, can 
find a pressure point. I mean, I look at Aaron Donald there with the Rams. I think it's going to be tougher on these guys. So something just keep in mind here. And Andy Dalton, look, we can dump on him all we want, but he looked really good last week. And I don't know if he's going to get in there against the Vikings, but he was sharp. I mean, you just look at the tape and he was just finding wide open guys everywhere. And on point here, we know the Vikings. I mean, that's another thing. The Vikings stink here. Like they, there's no pass rush. There's no coverage here. He's going to have plenty and it could be right. A lot of volume, just like last week catching up there. So he's a cheap, again, super flex play here. Again, he was actually QB seven last week. That's how good he was with the numbers. So something to keep in mind that, we shouldn't just totally write off some of these veterans who come in with some uh, weapons there. Now, we'll close out looking here. I think uh, we have to look at uh, two guys, Jordan Love or Jared Goff. We'll do this as a two-part question for you. Jordan Love, Jared Goff this week. I think I would lean Love over Goff. That's my opinion, Michelle. And then uh, do we trust Justin Fields and where do we have him this week? Yeah, so definitely I, I like Jordan Love this week over Jared Goff. Jared Goff on the road. You bench him, Jerry Goff at home, you play him. But also, like, this is a harder matchup for Goff against the Packers than it is for Love against the Lions defense. And Jordan Love has scored over 20 fantasy points every game so far in this season. So just keep plugging him in. Justin Fields, listen. Again, this is like the Najee Harris thing. If he can't do it against this Broncos defense, then it's time to move on from Justin Fields. I do have him still ranked as my quarterback eight this week and you might say are you on drugs i'm not <laughs> but, but I, I i mean sam howell sam howell who had looked terrible in week three he's my boy but he looked terrible in week three put up 21 points against the broncos defense in week two if sam howell can score two passing touchdowns put up 21 fantasy points then justin fields you should be able to do it and he should be able to run all over this defense yeah, I mean, I think the Broncos will be a little bit motivated to come in. And I mean, so embarrassing last they week. They have to be motivated, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would play their defense and fantasy if you can. I mean, Justin Fields is going to make some mistake. And, and Denver, a lot of people are going to be off. They're going to look at the 70 points. But look at the matchup more. I mean, they're not facing a smart coached offense the way they were last week. That has a lot of weapons here. So I, I can see Pat Sertain erasing DJ Moore from this game. And then what do you do with Justin Fields? He's got to run around. What, what might help is uh, the Broncos linebacker, Josie Jewell. I think he's one of the better guys in the middle of the field. He might be gone, so that could take away a guy that could slow down Justin Fields in the running game. So, look, I'm hopeful. I'm just being – I am I think I'm being conservative with him at 16. I just yeah. like say like Geno Smith, Daniel Jones in the same game. That could be a little bit of high scoring there on Monday night going back and forth. I, I just trust those guys a little bit more. I just feel – this year, I, I don't want to get in a situation where I'm playing a player that could just totally like plummet, right? I want someone that has a floor here that has a ceiling as well. And I, I feel like I'm not getting the ceiling with Fields, and I'm not sure I'm going to get the floor either. So, uh, look, it's modest. I think he's startable in deeper leagues still. Here, I am at uh, 16. So, if you're super flex, you got to play him. If you're deeper leagues, you probably are playing him. But yeah, let's just hope something comes out of this game. If not, uh, it's going to be rough. And they get the commanders on the road. I'm not feeling that in week five. So, uh, yeah, this has got to be – maybe Justin Fields becomes more of a streaming platoon quarterback for you going forward. 
Yeah, Fields goes off this week, which I, I do think he has a chance to really just have a huge, massive week. Then you trade him. Just trade him. Get rid of him while you can. Uh, but I, I do think this this week, hopefully, he can show something. If not, this coaching staff has to go, and Fields will be gone probably shortly after that. All right, Michelle, this was a good episode. I'm, I'm exhausted here. A lot of <laughs> quarterbacks, uh, we had to dive into this, but we had some good discussion here. So we'll see how it plays out here. I, I think – Again, there's a lot of quarterback options, and that's what makes it hard. You were right. It was hard to rank this week, and not only the top-tier guys, but the middle-tier and bottom-tier, all that was pretty hard. So, again, uh, hopefully uh, you have now an indication of uh, where we're leaning this week for your fantasy rosters at running back and quarterback. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. That means it's my favorite time of the week, wide receiver, and uh, tight end rankings that we'll look at for you for week four. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.